0: What's up, and welcome back to the kind of funny games cast. Of course, I am Tim Gettys. I am joined today by the new face of video games, Blessing Adioya Jr.
1: Good afternoon, Tim.
0: The big daddy himself, Greg Miller. Kalu Kalay Springfield. And the nitro rifle, Andy Cortez. Happy end seven day. Andy, what you clicking on? I'm Horror. trying
2: to see the, this image that somebody posted about the Mass Effect trailer. The, this little teaser thing. Yeah. And it's like there appears to be a Krogan in the trail. I'm like, I don't know what you're seeing, dog. Like it's all pixelated. It just looks like a little messy, zoomed in image. But
0: before we even get into the rigmarole and everything, this is a big moment. The uh, Mass Effect trailer we dropped today. I don't think we've talked about it on any show or anything, I right? Seen it. Is this the the first? It,
2: it was starting to leak as me and Blessing were uh, doing games daily. And they were kind of like putting out little snippets here and there. And it was like an ARG sort of thing mm-hmm. where they put out a statement. Michael Gamble put out a statement about how excited they are for the future of Mass Effect. And they're hard at work. But in every sentence, it was like a number replacing a letter. Mm-hmm. And you put that together. And it, it you took, you to a, took you to a website. It just showed like somebody walking. And me and Blessing are like, this is kind of weird. Like, I don't know. If maybe this is a hint for hey, Game Awards, we're gonna come out with something else, but then another video came out and then they released another one and then finally they released the full thing and- Should we watch it? Should we bring it up, bring it up. Yeah, it's It's pretty hype. For me, it's pretty hype. It's nothing, but I'm just excited.
1: The (laughs) graphics are insane.
2: Yeah, look at this. Everybody's like, "This is gonna be some Blade Runner espionage type Games shit." are so simple, and I'm just like, "That's
1: what's going." the I've seen my timeline talk about this for, I swear, five hours straight, and that's what it was. <laughs> this is a person walking. Shepard's back. Mass <laughs> Effect brother. Shepard's back. Tell
2: me, is, it looks like is,
0: is this is this where it's at? This
2: has got to be FemShep. I think. I think they're oh, yeah? they're bringing back Shepard, and they talked about how in the future they are uh or or. Rather than talking about who actually survived the events of Mass Effect 3 and things like that. Joker and Eevee. I'm just, I mean, this suit looks cool as shit. It, it It's no longer like this army suit. It looks like we're going to be doing some, like Tim, if somebody says this goes deeper than we could have ever imagined, like that's all <laughs> I need, bro.
0: <laughs> so when do you think we're actually going to get this?
2: Because oh, we're not close at all. No, right? I mean, Dragon Age is first. Yeah, like I, I assume we'd get something Dragon Age related at Game Awards. If not, hopefully not. Uh, EA Play Day for next year, whatever. What is Greg Craig doing? Greg's like mouthing something right now. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing, but no, I, we're we're nowhere close. We're probably like three years minimum. Yeah, there was away. a tweet
1: from Grub uh, that he said, uh, "We'll talk about this on Game Mess Mornings tomorrow." But hey, dot dot dot. This is super far away still. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, look, it, it just looked like a Starborn. You
3: know what I mean? From it, it did look like a
1: Starborn. Yeah,
3: crossover—the one you've been waiting for. God, I hope not.
1: <laughs> Keep <that set> clean.
0: <laughs> of course this is the kind of funny games cast where Each and every week we get together to talk about video games and all the things that we love about them uh we are live right now over on patreon.com slash kind of funny where our producers jackson hampton and delaney twining have uh, supported us which allows us to keep everything going they get the shows ad free they get a whole bunch of bonus content and because of uh, your support people are watching live right now in the chat for the first time in a couple weeks because we've been doing a lot of reviews a lot of embargo coverage everybody should go check out all of the killer stuff we've been doing here today we said fuck it we'll break the embargoes yeah fuck it all we're gonna. No, we're actually we're behind a little bit. Uh, we're doing our Super Mario RPG preview. Ooh. The embargo dropped a couple of days ago, uh, but we I was not in the building to be able to to do it. So I'm happy to talk about all of that today, uh, right here on YouTube.com slash kindoffunnygames and RoosterTeeth.com as a video. You can also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny Games cast. We will be right there for you. Um, we are brought to you by Shady Rays and Rocket Money, but I will tell you all about that later. Let's get right into it super mario rpg remake just a few short months ago greg there was a nintendo direct where they announced that this was happening and it blew my mind it blew many minds out there because this plus Mm -hmm. felt like an impossible thing to happen Mm -hmm. but in the decade of dreams at this point literally anything can happen a uh, classic Square Soft RPG on the Super Nintendo's back before Enix even got involved. Before they started flirting, seeing what was going to go on if they wanted to bump nasties, Andy. That's really hot.
2: Mm. What? What's more? What was more unlikely, this or Link's Awakening remake? This, Both Square ooh. games. Kind of weird. What? Or yeah. not
0: Link's? Oh no, I'm thinking Oracle's. Never mind. That's never Capcom. mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I count, I count. But uh, no, Link's Awakening, pure Nintendo. Um, but uh, it's interesting you bring that game up because I'll be bringing that game up in just a second as well. Uh, but going back to Mario RPG, um, this the reason it's very unlikely is because it was a collaboration between Nintendo and Squaresoft on the Super Nintendo. This game came out, like, if I remember correctly, after Mario 64. So it's like, it is that like kind of weird time period uh, where it was just like the Super Nintendo was continuing. Huh. really the, the 64 company. no way I think it's the yeah. same year 6 I'm pretty sure but I think Holy it came out at, like date wise after I can check because the
2: um, didn't
1: that 64 come out in, like the fall I don't know look it up man World I was 5, uh, 9, man I was
0: six here
2: I feel like a poor now I was I was a poor kid then because I'm just like I don't remember 64s being out when I had a I remember renting this game along with like Mortal Kombat 3 I believe <laughs> but uh I don't
1: rem- man, I, do I not think it came out like a few months before now. in Japan, Japan. Because gotcha. what I'm finding is June June 23rd uh, 1996 for the N64 release, uh, and then March uh, t- 1996. God, that was, a, that was a long time ago. Yeah, 1996. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, alive, and so what's wild
0: about this too is that uh, it introduced a couple characters that were kind of uh, Square creations. So Mallow and Gino here, um, Gino specifically, the little uh, puppet guy was one of the most requested Smash Brothers characters ever since the the beginning of the franchise and it never happened but they kept kind of hinting at it and we got a me costume based on him uh, but even that felt shocking and it felt like sakurai really kind of pulled some favors to make it happen because of just where all the licensing gets stuck like th- this game coming back kind of feels like goldeneye where it's like oh there's no way that's actually going to happen uh but even more complicated because for some reason Mario, Super Mario RPG came out. It was such a hit. Everyone that played it absolutely loved it. Uh, and then they just never did this again. Then eventually they they came out with Paper Mario that was awesome. They went down that, uh, that direction. And then the Mario and Luigi games on the, the Game Boy Advance where there's the kind of like three-pronged Mario RPG type games where there's a lot of similarities. But there's something about this one that's just... It in its most pure form. Quick interruption. Didn't Malo
2: and Gino come out in p- any of the Paper Marios? No. Oh, that's bullshit. Yeah. Well, again,
0: because they're square characters. Ah. So that's why this is like. It's like Diddy Con Racing. Pretty wild. Uh, yeah, honestly. In a weird like, way. No, really. Like, <laughs> yeah. like it's just like where things kind of get caught up. It gets complicated. And um, there's a lot of, of mystery around this game. Yes. We still don't know who's d- uh, developing it. I was on Nintendo voice chat uh, at IGN last week and Reb brought up like. It's kind of weird that we don't know. And starting the game up, lo and behold, there's no splash. No, 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 what? Yeah, naughty Dog? It's, it's yeah. Naughty Dog. It's, oh, it's definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Like, uh, I, I mean, Nintendo's often weird about that type of stuff. But um, I'm shocked that they kind of reached out for clarification. And they're just like, no. Eh. What like, the hell? Why? I don't know.
2: But um, I yeah, have—I I love the idea that this is just a mystery game that nobody knows how it like came to it be. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Just, it Nintendo just showed up. Nintendo's like, we don't fucking like, know, don't know either. Miyamoto
1: came into his office, and saw like a cartridge, and was like, oh. <laughs> 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 "Oh, all right, cool." Yeah. yeah. Um, so, 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 <laughs>
0: going going back to it, Super Mario RPG. Andy, you brought up renting it. Uh, did you did you just rent it, play it a little bit, and then never touch it again? It was. Uh, so here's the thing, my friend, uh,
2: my close friend CP and Caesar their older brother no. their older brother Hector was friends with my brother so Hector and his little brother CP my friend we would all like you know just hang out and play video games and shit and this was one of the ones that they rented and for me, it was very much like a, this is not really what Mario. I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Now, way better experience than renting Mario is missing and thinking that was going to be a full-fledged <laughs> Mario game. And that being like, I don't know what I, dad, this can't be the game that I rent this month. <laughs> like, I, we got to go return this shit. This isn't what I wanted. But RPG was one of those that, while I enjoyed the art style and, and I thought Gino was just cool as hell looking and so was Malo, I just don't really know... I just didn't really vibe with it back then.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm exactly where you are. Funny story about Mario is missing. Uh, Kevin's <laughs> uncles were like, uh, I don't know, 20 years older than us or something. And they had a PlayStation and, and, and 64 and Super Nintendo and stuff. But they were like, they would sell us their, their old games. And these motherfuckers swindled. No. Swindled these little kids, oh. oh, dude. Yeah. Sold me Mario is missing knowing goddamn well what that game was. It's like. You're supposed to be looking out for me, man. Come it was, on. It, what a weird time that you we would just... You learn that lesson. You can't trust anybody. A lot of lessons to be learned in this bullshit-ass
2: game, dude. What a weird, what a weird time that we would just rent shit without knowing. Mario was Mario's on the top. T- yeah, Mario in the title. The yeah. know. And suddenly I'm, like, answering history questions, and there's, like... Uh, like Egyptian Sphinx and stuff. I was like, what
0: is happening in this game? It's freaking weird, man. Uh, But yeah, so I owned this one, unfortunately. Uh, But I rented Mario RPG and I was just way too young for it. I just like, there was too much reading. I didn't understand what was going on. I had never played an RPG period up till that point. Uh,
1: But then What's funny is that You're describing me me With Paper Mario Oh yeah? Yeah like Paper Mario Was the one that I rented And I I really liked it As as a kid for the vibes And for Mm -hmm. the art style Like all that stuff Was really cool But yeah like for half the game I'm like I don't don't know What's going on I never beat the game Like I I gave it back To Family Video or whatever Just because I didn't understand What was going on Family Video There's always a Family Video There's always a Family Video (laughs)
0: Uh, But yeah it was weird Because I remember like I remember wanting to like it More than I was actually liking it And it kind of like Upsetting me Because I was just like I don't understand Where the fun is in this Like this is just not it but then Pokemon came out a couple years later I learned what an RPG is and understood it a bit more and flash forward I don't know a decade at that point in high school I was like I need to go back and play Mario RPG so it was the first game that allegedly I ever emulated um what I was doing downloaded it and just kept trying to double click on the ROM file and it no, wouldn't I... open. And I'm like, what the fuck's going Patch on? Statue of limitations yeah. not up yet. Oh, the shit. Okay. <laughs> Call him this up. He's going to get me. Um, but anyway, that, it was the first game that I emulated and I, I beat it. And I was like, holy shit. Like, this, everything that everyone said about this game is so right. It's mm. weird as hell. Um, and so, again, I never thought that they'd make a remake. And if they did, I, th- I was always going to be concerned that they were going to cut things or like be weird about it. Like, WNDs. Like, yeah, that's all I expect. Mm-hmm. Seeing the first the announcement of the game, we all were like hyped about it. And I was specifically excited just because of how crazy it is. It's actually happening. Seeing it, I was like, "This looks a little too clean. This doesn't look like it's trying to like take the art style of Mario RPG and like adapt it." And now that I've played about six hours of this wow. thing, oh my god, they this is a Link's Awakening type remake where it takes the soul of the original game and just makes it look modern in such a seamless way that I am so impressed. Like this is one of those like visual feast games, Andy, that playing it handhelds in the OLED, I'm just constantly wowed by it. I showed both of you guys like, look at this. Like it's just beautiful. It's so pretty to look at. The colors pop, the world just feels so well realized. Um, And the battle systems are just full of quality of life uh, upgrades from the original that like I, it's been so long since I played the original, so I didn't even really remember all the differences, but watching some videos uh, of it on YouTube over the last couple of days, I was like, oh, wow, there's actually a lot of little things that really make this a, a more fun um, experience and just quality and feeling like it, it's playable, uh, even more so in 2023, not that it, uh, the original's not. Um, I have something to point out that may fun. help with our detective
2: work, Tim. Mm-hmm. If you can rewind a little bit, Barrett, like, or even right here, right here, just pause. The numbers on the bottom left... Mm-hmm. Those are the same numbers, the same font that Nintendo they Nintendo. use in like Mario, Super all Mario Golf. Games. I was yeah. going
1: to point this out where it reminds me of the Capcom showcase where like every game I was pointing out, I was like, they're using the same font across yeah. all oh, the Capcom yeah, of games. Like what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. This font and aesthetic is the exact same as like the Mario sports games and yeah. what Mario stuff has, or Nintendo stuff, I should say, has yeah. been on the Switch.
0: So that's interesting. I, I feel like the prevailing theory that Reb has that makes a lot of sense is Alpha Dream, which is the Mario and Luigi team uh working on it we don't really know what they've been up to so like that would make a lot of sense for them to do it my thought is grezzo based on Link's awakening and like just the similarities there but i don't i think that it's not and i'm hoping it's not grezzo because i hope that with again let me just get to this as good as this game is i hope grezzo is working on something else yeah i hope that this could be like a real grezzo's the blue point of nintendo (laughs) it totally is like and again, I keep saying this, I wanna I want it on the record so if it ever happens, people are like, Wow, Tim had a prediction that was kinda right. I think Grezzo's working on an Ocarina remake for Switch. Oh too. my god. <laughs> I think it's happening. I think it's happening. Um, but Can you fucking wh- whoever imagine. made this, it, they knocked it out of uh, the damn park. The the font you guys are talking about, the little circle on the, the bottom left, that is new to this game. So um, the the battle system, this is a, one of the first battle systems ever that has that kind of like it's turn-based, but there's um, almost a rhythm game type vibe to the combat where uh, it's you choose an attack, but then you need to Hit the button when Mario jumps on the, uh, the the Goomba or whatever to like get bonus damage and multipliers and all that stuff. And now uh, you can switch out your your team members and combo start going. And the the more you get the button presses right at the, the with the attack, that percentage starts going up. And then you can do a super cool final smash type thing, like uh, team attacks and and um, things like that. That's really really cool and adds a lot to the original game. So I feel like people that have played the original are gonna have a lot. Of, of cool fun things to see here there's a whole bunch of cutscenes that like weren't in the original um and they're just awesome like they're just hype as hell and like they just feel like they fit so well into this world uh and again I was saying it's weird like this is mid 90s Nintendo being like you know what Square you proved yourselves with Final Fantasy 3 and with Chrono Trigger and all this stuff Do it for Mario. Let's put him in a new genre. Do whatever you want. And they kind of just went wild with it. Um, This game is funny as hell. And I should have remembered that, but I I didn't. And the thing that I really forgot is Mario doesn't talk in the game. It's it's kind of like a Link situation. Everyone else around him is talking to him. No VO, but just little, you know, like (laughs) like, (laughs) type stuff. Um, But there's like a meta- like comedy thing going on with the the entire story that all the characters think it's funny that mario's not talking to them so they kind of like joke about it um and mario will like be trying to explain to a character like they're like what happened mario and then mario like acts out what happens and it's like really like like a lot of funny animations that he does and i was worried that that charm wasn't going to translate because the original game being having the pixelated isometric isometric art style it's like oh cool that worked because of the limitations they had when you make something look this great can you get the same kind of jokes across they nail it like it looks Mm -hmm. like stop motion and they really like kept the soul of what made the original so funny and, and clever and just such a joy to play and um there's just something about this that like it's definitely not gonna be for everyone Andy I'm a little concerned for you mainly on the turn uh based combat stuff like it's straight. It's a turn-based RPG. There's yeah, yeah. No getting around that. But the sheer joy, the Mario ness of it all, like it feels linear in a great way. It the entire game is like fifteen hours, so it's like this is very much an RPG. And they've design. kept that. That's. It's. I mean, so far at least, it is breezing through. Okay. It, it, it feels like nothing's been cut. Um, it's very faithful to the original, and uh, it's just really good about like. Getting you moving and like giving you fun story beats. And like I keep finding myself being like, all right, cool. I'm gonna turn it off after I get to this next location. And then once I get there, I'm like, all right, maybe just the next location. Like it's just very well paced out to be like a a a fun adventure. Um
1: what does it it sound like? Like is the soundtrack the same? Is it orchestral? Like what what have they done with it?
0: So it is uh one of the first times Shimamura worked with Nintendo, uh, the composer of Kingdom Hearts and so many Amazing soundtracks live alive and live alive, and um, the Mario RPG soundtracks in all timer. You probably you're gonna play it and you're gonna recognize so many songs from Smash Brothers. Um, but what's really cool is they uh, th- new arrangements or new uh, like I guess arrangements of all the originals are in it, but you can switch to the old music and oh, any time, cool, and you can switch back and forth, and it is awesome. And because they nailed the vibe so much of the look even switching to the old music still feels right like it doesn't feel like it's like oh this is like off it feels like a different way to uh, enjoy it and i keep switching back and forth and being like damn this is really damn impressive what they're pulling off Nintendo's ending the Switch's life so damn strong, man. Like, I just can't believe that these games are coming out, and it's just like the four horsemen. It's like, these are yep. the best horsemen of all damn time. Oh,
1: Showtime's coming through. Yeah, exa- yeah can't exactly. Can't wait for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No, <laughs> but like, uh, I, I've, the we see the trailer for Peach's uh, Showtime, and it's like, oh, man, like, they're having fun with this. Like, there's going to be a lot of crazy stuff. Mario RPG, it's like, man, every five minutes, something weird's happening that's like, some of it's mm-hmm. just like, I would never expect to see that realistic looking a creature in a Mario game. So it's like weird, but like it's cool and it really works out. And the, the cast of characters is awesome. Music's great. Like this game is an all timer for a reason. And I think that this remake is going to go down as like, damn, Nintendo really knows what they're doing. And it got me even more excited for thousand year door remake that's coming out next year. It's like, they're just knocking them out. So I
3: highly I'll, recommend no, it no, to no, it's my turn. It's my turn. Go ahead. Right,
1: Greg's turn.
0: I'm glad that you've had a fun
3: time in this preview. But
2: mm-hmm.
3: well, you've been just sitting around here just saying words, not saying numbers, all oh, right? Yeah. I'm in a heated race yes. with Janet Garcia in the PSI Love You XO EXO versus X-Cast, Kind of Funny Fantasy League. Keep track, kindoffunny.com slash League 2023. And what I need to know is how many points you think this is going to get me. I have the Mario RPG, right? Right now I'm
0: behind the Janet. The I need to catch up to the Janet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is this going to do it for me? Uh, I mean, I'm not allowed to give a numbered score uh, for the game. This is a preview, not a review. Uh, well, of course, of course, just, of course. Just, just you, saying, not so allowed can ask,
3: to. Can I ask? Oh, I know
0: you, you did a preview. Yeah. Do you, is it going to score really well? I think this game is going to score very, very well. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's, it is definitely heading definitely fucking head. got her. Because, <laughs> again, it comes down to it's one of the best Games of all time. Like this this the original is on so many of those lists. If you look at a top hundred list, chances are there's a fifty 50 shot. It will be there. Um for anybody that like grew up in that time frame. For this to be just modernized and to like keep everything that mattered from the first one, it's like, yeah, it's gonna be great. Um and I think it's gonna really surprise a lot of people too that have heard about this game, but like didn't really like know about it. They're gonna play it and be like, this is kind of not what i expected there's a lot more platforming than you would expect in it like they're like the traversing the world map is a lot more of the gameplay experience than a lot of rpgs that are just kind of like you're just walking around like this you're going up and talking to people but there is a lot of jumping on things and a lot of comedy about mario like how do you how are you going to do like beat this problem and then there's like a pause and he just jumps and it's, like, his solution to just funny, jumping. And it's, funny. like, it's just done without, like, dialogue from him. So it's, like, I don't know. There's something about it it's hard to explain. His little body is it. so it's cute. Like, it's just hilarious. He's it's like, got the cutest little body. And uh, so the whole thing has this, like, isometric perspective, which I will say, like, it's, this isn't a perfect game. Like, uh, the isometric uh, look of the game makes the platforming pretty frustrating at times, like, trying to get the jumps right. Uh, but it's kind of the part of the game to, like, try to slow you down. So yeah, you're not yeah. just, like, rushing through it. Um, but that's kind of my only criticism. Otherwise, I'm I'm really high on this to the point that I'm just very excited that so many people are gonna play it for the first time and like understand how special this game is, similar to Link's Awakening a couple years ago, where it's like, you know, people love Zelda games, and the people that played that on Game Boy loved it. But because it was on Game Boy, it kind of felt like ah, there's that, there's that Zelda game. But mm-hmm. now that it got the remake, it's like, oh, this is like more of a premiere thing. Um and I, there's no uh, performance issues with Mario RPG like there was with uh, mm. Link's Awakening. So, um, yeah, man, this is, it's a beautiful game that I think people are going to enjoy quite a bit.
2: I want to blame Super Mario RPG for kind of just throwing off our whole understanding of the term RPG.
0: Mm.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: Like, you're not making decisions in this game, right? Like, you're not choosing to kill that person or save this you know what i mean like, I it, like it's, it's rarely
1: g rpgs are doing you ain't, that though. You ain't no fucking, but it's, it's always fucking.
2: it's always turned yeah you're not fucking you're not fucking aliens well, it's always like it was always turn-based and rpg that really got things mixed up you're fucking in this game i'm fucking I mean, one of these I mushroom don't men? Uh, i don't know i don't know oh shit You've you not passed. seen the pictures the mushroom head <laughs> <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> no it's an
0: rpg in the sense of um there's a, a ton of abilities you can equip and a ton of uh different like stat. i mean it's it's a RPG for Mario. It's like you get a hammer and you can upgrade the hammer. And like it's it's really interesting where it really does feel like the teams that we're making. You really Final feel Fantasies. like Mario. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean it feels like a Final Fantasy, but with Mario characters, which is like so bizarre and should not work, but it really does. And um, it's just funny to see other people take on Mario. Like this is not a Miyamoto thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm, and I, I just feel mm. like it's it has a, a unique voice that just really works.
2: It looks very, very pretty. I don't know if I'll try it because I'm still making my way through Wonder.
0: I'm making my yeah. way through everything. What's well, that's a great transition. Now. I haven't really heard your thoughts on Mario Wonder.
2: What a great time. Yeah. Just delightful. It's just like everything it needs to be. Um, and I am only maybe like four hours in, maybe three hours in. I'm not sure how long the game is. But so far, very happy with the level of challenge and difficulty, and how different areas of the map and different levels have their own kind of marked difficulty. I thought that was pretty neat, letting me know that, hey, get ready for this. And this has four chilies or whatever. the mm-hmm. There's like little four icons. Purple stars. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. maybe Something like maybe that. Maybe it's like a, a Serrano chili or something. So uh, let me know it's going to be a pretty spicy level. And I, you I'm. It? No. No, I'm digging the hell out of it, though. It's been one of those that, like, I turn on NFL uh, Sunday ticket nice. on Sunday, grab my Switch, just lay just lay down. What's it's the pants situation? Good pajama pants happening right now? Uh, just joggers, yeah. yeah. Joggers. That's good. Socks,
3: no <laughs> socks, slippers? What are you doing there?
2: <laughs> underwear? You wearing underwear? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I think it's, like, just such a delightful game and so endlessly creative, and every new level kind of brings – something new to the table that's going to make you smile. And it's, again, what what I was telling Blessing uh, during a couple of the episodes of Games Daily is that, like, all, a lot of the other 2D Marios, they never felt like real Nintendo canon games. They just felt like, hey, somebody make a 2D Mario game. Like, especially the the, the ones on um, uh, Game Boy Advance or, or uh, DS and stuff like that. They just, for some reason, this game lo- feels like the nintendo that we know and love now the one that popped off with mario one um, with mario odyssey uh and have shown how creative they can be this feels like 2d mario is back like in a very serious way where i think if another new super mario bros game came out it would not have been met with the same enthusiasm this game is just kind of nailing it on all fronts and it's so gorgeous and the art style and the attention to detail with the animation and i was watching some twitter videos talking about how they the, the the animation rigs for these characters these characters have like a lot of joints placed in their body so that they can contort in weird cartoony ways um the, I love how they're doing that peanut style like like the character 34th, looks like this yeah. from the front view yeah and we have their little smile or whatever but they shift the camera to the side and it just looks like a monster it's like oh that doesn't look like Mario but I I don't know it just for some reason it feels like this is a breath of fresh air for a 2d mario game and i'm having a lot of fun with it
0: that makes me very happy andy i want to keep talking about video games but first i want to take a word from our sponsors This episode is brought to you by Shady Rays. Tis the season of giving. Get the perfect gift for a special someone, yourself, or both. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with premium polarized shades and quick swap snow goggles that won't break the bank. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers an unrivaled product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Y'all know I've been outside in the sun a lot playing Pokemon Go, and it's such a great experience wearing Shady Rays when I'm out and about looking dope. And that's not all. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost or broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out a very merry deal for the season. You can go to ShadyRays.com use code KindOfFunny for 50% off 2 plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated 5 stars by over 250,000 people by going to ShadyRays.com using code KINDOFUNNY funny and you'll get 50% off for two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. This episode's brought to you by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and helps you lower your bills all in one place. And it has surprised multiple of my friends and people are kind of funny at how many subscriptions they have that they have forgot. They're still paying for over 80% of people have subscriptions. They've forgotten about seriously. Think of how many free trials you've subscribed to that. You've probably never canceled. That's why I'm such a big fan of rocket money. It's so easy to cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button rocket money can even negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20% all you have to do is take a picture of your bill and rocket money takes care of the rest rocket money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions monitors your spending and helps you lower your bills all in one place stop wasting money on things you don't use cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny that's rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny
3: Will I like Mario RPG?
0: I think you will.
3: Yeah, I, I never played you the original.
0: Yeah, I definitely think you should give this one a shot. Yeah. I, I think that, uh, I mean, I, with Ben, it'd be fun to just see, like, just have him watch you play. Sure. Uh, you would have to explain things to him and stuff. Of but like, it just—it's such a delight to look at. So, is this it, a seventy-dollar Mario game? That's a good question, actually. Super Mario RPG, I think Zelda might Sonic be the Hedgehog, Donkey
2: Kong movie. Three
0: yeah you're right it's not 70 I don't think but it, it, it would be it's 60. it's yeah. 60. yeah 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 which uh I mean there's a lot of content there man I mean it's it's again it's a fully featured RPG but yeah. it's on the the smaller side for an RPG but I think that's a good thing especially these days with with everything but yeah I think you should give it a shot I really think you're gonna like
1: yeah it. no I, I know I'm gonna like it like yeah. I can't wait every, every single gameplay clip I've, I've seen of it and even hearing you talk about it right now I'm like oh I cannot wait like yeah. I'm trying to figure out what my number 10 is on my like <laughs> top 10 <laughs> list and I'm like oh man you know that spot is there's contention there right and like i I think mario rpg might be able to come through and knock things down
0: i do it's funny because i I mean like everybody has their own things of like can a remaster can a remake should they make it in a game of year or not whatever Mm. i know we've talked about that a lot recently but i do think it's funny that like metroid prime even though you played it for the first time of course i'm right there with you but uh metroid prime remastered amazing it being your first time playing the game it makes it feel like a newer experience, but there's still something about that that yeah, feels like, like I keep it's forgetting, an old game. I keep
1: forgetting about yeah. Metroid Prime. Like, yeah. Honestly, I could put that there and complete my top ten. But there's something about that. Mario RPG <laughs> that
0: I just feel like is, it, it's going to feel even newer to you, where yeah. for some reason I think that it might make it into, into the list if you...
1: Hell yeah. I'm excited to try it out. Yeah.
0: If you believe. If you just believe just everybody. Believe. Um, but Greg, I want to hear what, what, what do you want to talk about? What game do you want to talk about here?
3: You know, you asked this on Slack and I said, ah, no Andy hit me audio listeners. it hurt him boogie. in the nipple uh that I've been hopping around a bunch of stuff. I haven't committed anything. I've been in this weird place where we finished alan wake, right, and then i it's the first time in months I feel like where it hasn't been now onto the next review mm-hmm. where there's this like I have a weird week here where nothing's happening in terms of that, and so I've just used it to try to find the game I'm looking for, but I haven't found it, so I've just jumped around a bunch. Uh, you know, I, I started up Star Ocean. Uh, fell asleep really oh. quickly. R? yeah, yeah, yeah. But I enjoyed like what I played of gorgeous. it. Actually, gorgeous game, so gorgeous game. And the combat wasn't what I was expecting. I was expecting me turn based one. It's actually
2: like getting in there and fucking. Have you seen them. this game? Okay. It was like like a Tales type combat, like Tales of. I'm not
0: familiar enough. Well, with it? It's, Desperia, Speria, it's no? a it's turn based RPG, Sisteria? but it is kind of like the it's uh, one of HD two D type ones. game, right? But it's like. Push to like a different yeah, level. Yeah, it feels like,
1: like the next step of HD two D is, yeah. which has me excited.
3: So I want to get back to that. I didn't do much with it. Um,
2: here's some stuff here from Bears. Oh, that's pretty. Right. And
3: again, is it? It's not turn based though, right? Because it is. You get in there and be you're, you're getting
2: into like zones oh, with like real time combat. Yeah, that's right.
3: what that's what I wasn't expecting. But it's that thing where it's the classic. Oh. I was very tired and started it and. God, I think the story got it, took me like, okay, cool. And then I got the tutorial battle, and then it was like, now let's just talk for a long time. And I was like, oh, no, I'm so
2: tired. Can not we do right something?
3: now? <laughs> yeah, no, I want to fuck some shit up.
2: Uh, what, what I'd like to propose for the company is that we oh, all,
3: everybody clear the table. Andy has a proposal to bring to the table. We would now rec- recognize the great, kind of funny senator from the state of Texas, Andy Cortez.
2: Thank you for your time. I would like for all the Patreon members to just donate every cent you can, so that we <laughs> the motion passes, <laughs> so that we can. Hire a a nanny for a week, and we can send Jen off to a a, a little lovely trip vacation with her know, and Ben and the know. nanny, and they're all you know they're all together. Sure, sure, sure. And we tell Greg, can you fucking finish Tears of the Kingdom? Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, what are you, you doing?
1: Tears of the Kingdom? I haven't.
3: No, 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 no.
1: How I far want have you to know.
3: I want you whatever I left off with Brian on, because I want you to know what is I, I do is far. I sit down and I look at the switch and I got not a chance. And I turn on the part on it. Yeah, on PlayStation to go play possible game of the year. Contenders like RoboCop where oh, I get in yeah. and I'm like, I got to see this RoboCop RPG. I got to play more of this. You know what I mean? It yeah. is, it's, it's as fun as it was in the demo. It's I did pretty game when I came back and it is pretty. It right? is yeah. so gorgeous. Picking up fucking junkies, throwing them through goddamn building windows. They tumble out 90 stories. I answer, I go there to the police station. I accept their little the quest. simple life. I rip open the thing. I'm shooting dudes in the dick. I'm shooting them in the heads. Their heads are turning into hamburger meat as I shoot. It's a good time. Yeah. But it was that thing last night. I did the rotation where I did, I jumped in a whole bunch of different stuff. Uh, Barrett, I want you to know, I almost broke down and went back to Sea of Stars. But as you know, that's on the hit list. I want that for, I don't want to ruin that for PlayStation Portal. Same way I almost went back to Dead Island too, because, you know, I want to platinum that. And now they got the house. DLC. Oh, yeah. The house. I forgot about that. house. like a robot in there, right? H-A-U-S. Yeah uh so but that's another i want to save that for uh what i want to do when i get a uh, project q here in a little bit uh playstation portal uh, so you look at you
1: look at the switch i'm gonna yeah, yeah yeah. you look at the switch and you're like oh no fuck this i'm gonna play but the P- project portal is the thing that you want to play with yeah playstation portal Just puts some respect the on playstation there. version of a switch psp well yeah but this one is trophies
2: that's fair you're a sick man i
1: can't argue against it
3: <laughs> no it's i don't know i it's it's gonna be interesting Zelda is on the to-do list but again what I feel like I'm in right now is the is the, again I have this break right here but there's a review right around the corner or a game I want to play around the corner called uh uh invincible what
1: oh sorry Wait, is a Mario RPG Nah,
3: yeah. I mean I'll try it for Timmy but like no, I, it's for me. Invincible Presents Adam Eve is up next as a review. Like waiting on code. When am I gonna play this game? Yada yada yada. And that's the whole deal of like we. I got to do the preview of that where I did. They gave us two chapters. I only played the first because I liked it so much and it caught me off guard. And I talked about this on Games Daily, but not Games Cast. I haven't talked to you about it, Tim. Mm. Where this is the. Invincible Adam Eve game where it's a visual novel. You make choices. The story evolves around you and what's going on. Uh, and then it is turn-based combat when you go into it. It has a deep skill tree to go through and make your Adam Eve your Adam Eve kind of thing. And I think when we got announced, there was this uh, general thing for me. Like, really? Yeah. This is the first Invincible game we're going to get, really? Outside of that weird mobile one they did that nobody talks about or announced. Uh, and so when I got down and actually played this, like, oh, fuck. No, this is good. This is this is a good Hey, what would Adam Eve have done in this situation? You know, you can choose what you're gonna. If, are you gonna date Rex in the first episode? Uh, your choices carry over episode to episode. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm tentatively like, oh, I'm very into this. I want to see what it, it's all about. It, it
0: looks like the type of game that is either going to be like, ah, this is some cheap flash new ground stuff. Yeah, or it's like this is actually the perfect genre and perfect type of game for it. And Viz- see, the, and
3: that's the thing where it comes from. I think I had that. That was my. Hesitancy looking at it, and it's not the cheap one. At least that ep- one episode I played, which I think was episode two, but it might have been three, it was not some cheap cash I'm, I'm, you know, a big Invincible fan, right, from the comics and the show. Uh, so I'm excited to jump into that one. And to your point, like, I, you know, I always talk about how Superman or Invincible should have had a Telltale game. This is a nice take at that, right? Of like, all right, cool, here's a visual novel, uh, but honestly, a Telltale thing, but it's, you know, visual novel. When you say episodes,
2: instead. is it segmented out in the way that, like, Tell you
3: you get the it. entire game. Okay, so, okay, like
2: there's there's episodes inside of it. it.
3: chapters. You know what I mean? Whatever they you call them. Is it there. like
1: As This Falls? Because that was one that I enjoyed for like the um, moment-to-moment, like Breaking Bad style story, right? But like it being all about the choices you're making and the art style and all I, that stuff. It's
3: so that's why. Well, so what did you like? What is it like? Dust Falls? How in As terms the, of? Uh,
1: um, I guess in terms of like the gameplay flow.
3: No, it's more visual novel. Whereas you saw there, like you know, two choices pop up and you pick between them. Whereas Dust Falls, I felt was a little bit more like, are you running to the door of the thing? But it was more of a choice you made, if that made sense. Like, I feel like you were, I felt as Dust Falls, I was more active in the scene as the character rather than the consumer. Whereas this, I am clearly like reading a comic book and choosing my own, uh, what I want the character to do kind of thing. Gotcha. But the vibe is the same in terms of that. I I like the chill, you know, beats the vibe too, too. There's no voiceover in it, yada, yada, yada. It's a simple game, but I'm excited for that. And that's... A so, back to what we're talking about. Embarrassed. Say to, say to my face, not the chat. Breaking Bad story, like story, because it was in the desert.
0: Because it was
1: crime and shit. I don't know. <laughs> it was heavy tension. There, were, there was heavy <laughs> tension. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they were bad. There was a lot
3: of stuff going <laughs> on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, though, so with that right there, I look at Zelda, and Zelda is a commitment. Of, okay. Like, honestly, what I think is going to happen if you want, if I was a betting man, ladies and gentlemen. Bad, everybody. I'm not going to, I'm going to Thanksgiving, going to go back to Chicago, going to go, Survivor Series, going to be a WWE superstar. I would imagine i only bring the Switch. I imagine that's when I get re-indoctrinated to, Z- indoctrinated to Zelda. And I would imagine when I come back, I you, you know how we all book times to play video games at our, our desks or whatever. I imagine I'll be playing Zelda at my desk to get to rolling credits by the Game of the Year votes and stuff like that.
2: Yeah. Well, Jen and Ben are off on a trip together. But I mean, I can play games here. I don't need to worry. You know what I mean?
3: But if you want to... Patreon, if you want to sponsor Jen and Ben...
2: To go away. Yeah, it's one of those like get out of the and house. You, and then you I'm do like a house
4: makeover.
2: I get
0: Exactly. Yeah, it's it's funny. Uh I forgot if I have said this on content or if I've just I think I was talking to uh, maybe Barrett about at the Halloween party. But uh Tears of the Kingdom, I mean it's my game of the year as of this point, and um beating that game was like such a amazing moment that like I've now relived a bazillion times on YouTube, but there's something about it that like I was doing so much of the side stuff and like really getting in there with the game and loving it so much. And it felt like it built to that end perfectly that now that the credits rolled, I haven't turned it on since. And I want to go back and do I, there's so much more for me to do. There's so many more shrines, so many more just uh side quests and things that I'm like I loved every step of this, so like I want more, but there's just something about it just feels done, you know? Yeah. And like that's, that's always the tough part with these kind of games. Yeah. When you have these giant open worlds, these giant things, the checklist games
3: where it is you can roll credits and feel like, "All right, well what am I doing this for?" Yeah. I'm not getting super powered
0: to battle of the boss anymore. And it, it's weird because it's like I and well a big reason is there's so much to play so it's like I don't feel like I have to go back, like any rush to it. But then I also feel like a Switch 2 is imminent and I feel like there'll be like graphic enhancements and oh, stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, well, maybe that's when I'll get back in, you know? But yeah, it's just, it's unique to have this experience that I, there's nothing I want more than just more Tears of the Kingdom. Hmm. And I have it at my fingertips, but it just felt so right to end where I did that I'm like, not like it's going to ruin the experience for me but it's just like there's just something about the way that game ended that was that's why like awesome. i was always
1: curious about the ask for dlc because i'm like i know none of y'all 100 percent of tears of the kingdom like i know all of us have more things to do and like you know have way more hours in that game to to put in um but it was like the same thing with me it's the same thing with me for most big open world games though right like for me starfield was the interesting thing of getting to the end and you know like have, felt it feeling the way i felt about it and then like hearing greg talk about or hearing other people talk about like their new game plus runs and me starting it up and being like now this all just feels empty like i keep going and trying to play more of this game but you know i had my ending and i rolled my credits and now i just feel like i'm existing for the point of existing i think zelda is the same way where i did play i did play a lot more after i rolled credits but it was what after 75 80 hours it took for me to finish the game i put in 20 more hours of me chilling in the world and now that i've actually put it down i have more to do but like I don't. I don't know when I'm gonna get to it. I don't know when I'm gonna pick that game up. Breath of the while, the same thing. Like I put in hundred hours in both of those games, and I didn't. Compl- I didn't hundred percent either of them. And I don't. I don't know if I need to. Right. I think there's also something cool about the the things that you that you didn't touch in the game, meaning as much as the things that you did do. Right. Like the fact that there's more out there almost makes the world feel bigger. If I went hundred percent of it, like I we all one hundred percent Spider-Man too. Yeah. There's like a level of okay, well that's what it was like, that was the content. Like Spider-Man two almost feels smaller in that way. Whereas knowing that there's so much more for me to do in a game that I've not hundred percent, it almost makes it feel more special. There's
4: still mystery. It, it, it's funny. Like this conversation, I think I've talked about this off air, but not on content of, I've kind of had that similar thing with uh, cyberpunk Phantom Liberty, where I've kind of, I finished the story of the, the Phantom Liberty uh, DLC, but I haven't like continued on in the main quest uh, path for like the rest of cyberpunk. And it's because I kind of like, I felt that's where my character story kind of ended. And like, I I really loved where the Phantom Liberty DLC like left off where I was like, I kind of don't need to know where V and Johnny Silverhand and all that goes from here. You know, uh, this is very interesting.
2: Yeah. Um, I, uh, I think that, um, we should all put together money to then raise it. <laughs> uh, no, I totally lost my train of thought as I was about to talk One of the there. things we
3: just had the Starfield voice cast on a stream where me and Mike got to interview them and play the game with them. And they were talk, uh, talking about their characters and all their twists and turns and stuff like that. I'll tell
2: you what, real quick, as, I, as Games Daily ended, Nick was like, Andy, you should have been here, dude. Uh, the the guy Elias uh, he went to the stu- to the little room bus out his his he had a, like a little uh, setup and he did a couple auditions just in the room while while Games Daily was going on I was like that's so cool dude oh, like you just got to be yeah. mobile and ready you know
3: yeah. uh, but they were talking one of the questions I asked when they were talking about you know the lines that touched them and the story threads that touched them and I was like you know do you find it rad that People play these games and don't have a connection to your character, right? That they didn't choose you as a companion, so they don't know that story thread, so they didn't do this. And, you know, Mike was talking about the Vanguard stuff, and I hadn't done it yet, and blah, blah, blah. And, like, let alone my own psycho new game plus six ID, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm with you and can understand that about a giant game that is good. Right, not a, with all due respect, I, I, and I'm not trying to throw that much shade, but Far Cry 6, I Me, mean, if you were to walk away and not platinum that game, I don't think it's the same feeling as walking away from Zelda and knowing you didn't do XYZ, walking away from Starfield and knowing you never went and became a space pirate because your character did this other thing, but your character did the thing and the fact that somebody else, hundreds of other people can play a game and not have the same experience, but also love a game for similar reasons is cool.
2: Yeah. I was going to say, shout out Katie Nolan. She got every Korok seed.
0: Good for
1: her. Insane.
0: I Very love wild. I love Very that's wild. That's the move. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's the type of story of like, she didn't beat the game, but she got every Korok, scene. Yeah, every Korok scene. <laughs> Um, I'm looking at my notes actually real quick. One thing I do want to bring up about Mario RPG, I was saying there was no performance issues. This isn't a performance issue, but there are there was some stuff where because of the backgrounds and the, the angles, when you're moving your character past some things, it did kind of hurt my eyes of just like the way that the like animations look on top of each other like layered on top of each other Mm. i I think that's a your mileage may vary type thing but just wanted to point it out did it was it the same on a tv do you know um yeah tv or oled it was a a similar or or, um handheld um was uh i've noticed it in both places where i was like oh this just doesn't really feel good to look at for a second but um it didn't feel like a performance thing or just that was more artistic choice and it, it was mainly in the castle and stuff and like very, very few times that I notice it, but just want to point that out. Um, but yeah, Greg, so so Zelda is the, the game that you're you're hoping to get back to, to. To Do you, Bless and Andy, do you have a game that like it, once the, the season's over and you're like, fuck, I need to go back and I need to play this one? Jedi Survivor.
2: We talked about it a little bit on, uh, on Game Daily this morning. Jedi Survivor is one I want to go back to and eventually be now that, because I've gone back to it and... Luckily for my machine and for my specifications, all like it runs fantastically now. They finally fix a lot of the issues. um Again, your miles may vary because who knows? You may have a different card or a different setup or a different motherboard, and things just may not work on your machine. But it finally works on my machine, and I'm very, very happy about that. Um, Resident Evil Four as well. Like it's still uh, it's something about the tone of Resident Evil just spooks me a little too much. I get like. I was able to do Dead Space. I, I've been somewhat able to do Alan Wake, which is like a whole different type of, of scary. But man, that, that game just sets tension so well. I, I think I want to go back to Resident Evil because I know it's still kind of over the top and silly in a lot of spots. And I enjoy that kind of just ridiculous yeah. tone. Um, B-movie. Yeah, exactly. But that depends on what else happens the rest of the year. And yeah, I, I'm going to prioritize Avatar. Survivor. Oh shit, that's this year, shut up.
0: I'm legit excited Holy again, play it for two hours. But I'm really excited for those two hours. Roger got me hyped. Like, it sounds like it's as good as I'd expect or hope it would be for what it is, which is Avatar Far Cry. One more that I want to give love
2: to because I know everything came out at the same time that this game came out. And I want to give the indies more love is Dredge and dredge is a game that i put like two hours into and i enjoyed my time but then other things just started coming out and i know that the only real in like the small indie game we've ever or i gave much love to this year was like cocoon and maybe dave the diver um
3: dave the diver not an indie by the way
2: yeah but it is yes it is no how is it in indy it's. I mean, it's is not, it? It's it's not is in it in a in team ind- of three hundred people working on it with an unlimited budget, AAA budget? I think they do
1: have an unlimited budget. Yes, it's next, ne- <laughs> right? It's next on her. Yeah, but Nexon. like, <laughs> like
2: it's, we got. We got to figure this out. We got to figure this out. Okay, it's definitely not independent. Like indie and independent have definitely changed forms, and we know that. But like, when I call a smaller game with a team of less than 50 people working on a game like Dave, the diver. I don't see that in the same light. Yeah. I don't see those in the same light as Starfield or anything that's been worked on for seven years. Like I know Baldur's gate is an independent game, but I don't see that as like, Oh, what a nice, what a nice little indie startup Baldur's gate three is it's, you know, the, the definitions have changed and you better fucking so get I, with wait, the I'm confused. Wait. You just
3: brought up Larry and in the conversation said they're not indie.
2: No, no, th- no, th- they're an independent yeah, studio. Yeah, but you would call them indie. But I wouldn't look at Baldur's Gate and say, like, um, and put them in the indie category. You're saying indie
1: and independent are different things. Yeah. And I agree. I agree with that. But also, I would put Larian in the same conversation. I mean, Rocket has stated they are not an indie developer.
2: Yeah, and he's and uh, I, I, somebody said that on Twitter. It was like, by the way, Larian Studios is still very independent. And then people were replying like, yeah, blah blah blah. And he was like, yeah, I don't see us like as an indie type game. Like yeah. he wasn't was trying the to. complain. Because, the I, I forget
1: what the context was. Was this around a Game Awards thing? Because like I know. Yeah. For because like for Game Awards nominees, that's one that I've been thinking about it with. Because their thing is best independent game, right? They don't say best indie game. And in that context, I'm like, oh, well, best independent game." I think I would write in a Baldur's Gate. I wouldn't write in a Dave the Diver. If it said best indie game, I would write in a Dave the Diver. I probably wouldn't d- d- write in a Baldur's Gate. But if it said but best fighting game, but here's <laughs> I my problem. So here's my problem. To I mean, make it even. I, I think less
3: complicated is like, it's just that uh, Mint Rocket isn't an independent studio. They're owned by Nexon. Nexon owns them in several other studios. So they aren't independent because they are dependent on Nexon. Yeah. That's the definition of an independent slash dependent developer.
1: See, yeah. I then I, I think the the difference we're trying to, like, create with indie versus independent is, like, indie is almost the thing of, um like, the porn definition of, like, you yeah, know it yeah, when yeah, you yeah, see yeah, it, yeah, yeah. right? Whereas, like, yeah, independent, like, I think Mint Rocket, like, definitively is not independent. Like, they are an OWN studio. Like, I think... I don't know how many people work for that studio. They are not right? self-funded. Like, they're not self-funded. This wasn't
2: like, a Kickstarter game. You know, or like I think
1: there are plenty of other studios out there that are that are indie slash independent that like they're taking risks making these games, right? Like they're publishing themselves, like that's, that. Like that is a big thing that they're doing, right? Whereas like Mint Rocket being under Nexon, they have a ton of cush- cushion, right? Like they got a ton of budget. Like to, not, I don't want, I don't want to assume they get a ton of budget, right? But like they have the power of Nexon behind them, which I think puts them in a different place. But like in the conversation of best independent game for the game awards that's where things get weird because like i think for that like independent larian is independent right like yeah. there are plenty of people that are independent that you almost look at as triple a but i guess the, that's the other thing is that triple a and independent aren't like mutually exclusive you can be triple a and independent at the same time
2: yeah like that that's why i look at Ballers gate it's like i would never in a million years put that in the best independent category when your game's been worked on for six years with a unlimited budget it seems and a massive team like if i walk into your studio and it feels like i'm walking into a a, a ea or something like that then you are not an independent studio or you are not a you are more than a I lost my train of thought. Yeah. I don't know what I'm saying anymore.
1: <laughs> I think the, the thing,
2: I guess. Man, the, you pissed me off, Greg. I'll tell you why. Because yeah. you're wrong, and now you know you no, are. No, you're, you're wrong. not saying it. They're owned by someone. They're 100%. not independent. So you would not put Dave the Diver in best indie, tie, in best indie 100%. category? Indie category. is crazy. You are, you
3: are going off the visuals of the game and saying it looks like an indie.
2: No, because when I look at Dave the Diver, it's Mike. like if Dave the Diver <laughs> is a team less of than 50 people, if Dave the Diver was like a 200-person team four-year development but okay, cycle, so now you're just saying then I get independent it. Independent is based on div- your team size. Well, because when I look at a t- the, the team working on Dave the Diver, just because they're owned by Nexon doesn't mean Nexon's like, or Netties or whatever. Hey, hey unlimited right? budget, y'all. You fucking p- do whatever you want to make this game but called if, Dave it, the but Diver. That, but
3: the fact that they're owned by Nexon means they're not independent.
2: I know they're not independent, but I would call but again, independent and indie are two different things to me now. They should be two different things. Okay. I'm holding my microphone too. But, don't,
3: I, but I don't under, you're, you're saying they're two different things, but I, I don't think they match either
2: definition. Because mm. I think the definition has changed now. Like I don't, I so would wonder put. So
3: under what definition I would Dave put,
2: the Diver come up as an indie and or independent game? Dave the Diver would be an indie title to me. I look at that Why? game because it's, it's not in. a massive game with a bajillion people working on it and a limited budget. Okay. You know?
1: Yeah, I think that like that argument I understand more. You know, I think the independent thing like that 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 for me gets weird because I think there is like there's a definitive definition, right? Like, an Insomniac could make a Dave the Diver if they wanted to, and like it could take them a year, right? But I wouldn't look at that game and say, "Oh, it's an indie game" because Insomniac made it for less budget than they made a Spider Man, right? Like, that's still a big company that's owned by a PlayStation that's making that thing. To me, but it's I, like
2: team size and scope. Yeah, like that's what I look at as like a, what an indie title is.
1: I don't agree, but I understand your argument. Yeah,
2: I I think bless said it perfectly. It's like porn. You know it when you see it. Yeah,
1: like like indie now. Like if I see a game where I'm like, okay, that's like that's an indie game. I think that does it. it, It's a weird combination of it could be our style. It could be. I think it's also probably mainly more budget and scope. Right, like the smaller scope games. I like a pentiment, for example, is a weird one because that's not an independent game. Right, that's made by Obsidian, who's owned by Xbox. But, like,
2: that's an indie title. Wanted, I would put that in indie oh title. If you wanted, if you wanted God, to say... I gotta get off this fucking shit. That's an indie <laughs> title. It. What? It's a, it's a too, small man. team in a small game. I the board understand that. Up, I understand they, that. Should, they should change best indie game or independent game to just, like, Best non-triple-A massive like, here's game. Here's
1: the thing, right? The, so my argument with the Game Awards is that Game Awards is Best Independent. So I would not put Dave the Diver in Best Independent. Well, I, I mean,
2: at this point... And I would put Baldur's Gate. In at there. this point, it's semantics, though. Like, it's like, just change the name of the title. Because we know what Jeff is talking about.
1: No, I, I, th- I, like, I, I think he's being very clear when he says Best Independent. Like, I think when he says Best Independent, he's not talking about indie games. Like, m- most of those games are indie games. But... I think, if you, I think a Pentiment or a Dave the Diver is not qualified in that conversation.
2: When I look at a game like Solar Ash made by Heart Machine, it was also, uh, they were on, oh gosh, who made Borderlands? Um, Gearbox. Uh, yeah, they, that was like a Gearbox published game.
3: But is Heart Machine but owned by Gearbox? But that's different, yeah. If you're published by somebody, you're not necessarily owned by somebody.
2: Even though you were given funds and help to make the game.
3: Well, I'm just saying. Are you? I'm just saying that you. It's not. It's being owned is different than being published.
2: Right. Yeah. yeah no. Right. Of course. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Just
3: make sure we're still okay.
2: But I look at that game and I'm like, that's that. That would be an indie title for me. And I think I don't think Jeff, when Jeff Keeley looks at his awards, the best indie title category exists because
1: you know, I take there's it back, a lot actually. of games
2: that aren't massive AAA games that deserve love as well. So
1: on the Game Awards website, it says Best Indie. I could have sworn it said Best Independent, but it says Best Indie. Under it, it says, for outstanding creative and technical achievement in a game made outside the traditional publisher system. I don't know, like, what the argument is there, like, in terms of, like, you know... I mean, I just... Personally, I feel like this
0: doesn't add up with the way that we all talk about these games. And, like, a lot of the, the genres and award nomination categories are often criticized, uh, whether it's Game Awards or Grammys or fighting Oscars in. or anything, because it's, it's. I mean, you know, the Seafood being a fighting game or... The nah, Martian the, was best comedy. The Martian comedy. being best comedy, like, all that stuff. Like, there's just weird shit that happens. And, yeah, I just think that's just bad phrasing for indie being mm-hmm. different than independent, where it is kind of, that's coll- colloquially? Colloquially. Yeah. Colloquially. Colloquially. Thank you. Um, like, that's what people mean when they say AAA, but, I mean, indie... <sighs>
1: Yeah, I guess when I look at um, outstanding creative and technological achievement made outside their traditional publisher system, again, like I wouldn't look at a Dave the Diver as that, and I wouldn't look at um the uh, Pent- Pentiment as that. I would look at a Baldur's Gate as that. I would look at like games that are self-published as that. Yeah, I agree. At, at yeah. that point, like, and I think at this point, yeah, Valve
2: like, games would also be mm-hmm. independent games. Like, well, we get into that weird spot where it's like, all right, well, they have a yeah. bajillion dollars.
1: I mean, I make the same argument with CD Projekt Red, too, right? But, like, I think with that, you have, I mean, for CD Projekt, for example, right? You have the developer, and I think you also have a CD Projekt Red, like, over them that is managing all that stuff as well. No, it's the other way, right? Or CD Projekt over CD Projekt Red. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I think you have that. And I think with Valve, I imagine that Valve, as they're putting out games, right? They have Valve, the development team, right? But then over that, there is the bigger organization of Valve. That is, like, doing Steam and publishing and doing all that stuff. So I don't think that will be independent. Well, when it Valve is, acquires
3: you, sometimes you keep your name, right? Like Campo Santa. I'm not, as, you know, super familiar with Valve's uh, internal structure anymore.
4: Uh, but it's also, like, what do they define as the traditional publisher system? Because, like, if we look at last year, it says best uh, independent game. You know, you've got Stray, Cult of the Lamb, Neon White, Seafood, Tunic. Like, Stray... And Neon White were both published by Annapurna. And then Cult of the Lamb was published by Devolver Digital. And those are all like kind of not huge, huge like companies, but those are still in what I would consider to be a traditional publisher.
2: 100%. Yeah.
1: It's fucked. The times are
2: changing. We got to change the words. We got
1: to figure it out. Yeah. In a way, I'd make the argument that like maybe you could view that as like when I think of traditional publisher system, I think about how Ubisoft owns a bunch of studios or PlayStation owns a bunch of studios. And so when Insomniac puts out a game, PlayStation publishes that, right? Like when Ubisoft Montreal puts out a game, Ubisoft publishes that. Annapurna and who else is here? Devolver like they seek out these, um, these they're developers strictly doing
3: indies, right? Yeah, yeah. Like they're
1: strictly seeking out these smaller developers to then help them publish their games. It would like, be jump to, and I, I'm so sad,
3: sad, sorry that I don't know better uh, Annapurna and Devolver, but I know it's not part of their DNA. I think an analog to this conversation to toss in there, even though I know they're not like on that level yet. Skybound games. Skybound's whole deal, right? Since Kirkman started it, would be that you come here with your comic and we'll publish it, and you own everything. We don't. We're just helping you get it to market. I think their games. I think that's still the DNA of Skybound. So I think the games the same way of like, yeah, yeah. We're your publisher, but you
2: still own the game. You still own the IP. You still own everything.
0: Hmm. Very interesting.
2: If Baldur's Gate 3 is nominated for Best Indie, that's so I mean, unfair for but everybody. But I think else. that's
1: accurate, though. It's not their fault they're not owned. Well, actually, it is their fault. that's a good thing right they're they're like an example of I mean for me it's like what's the difference between them and um, the Hades developer right Supergiant of coming out putting out these hits growing and then staying independent and being able to have that like own your own particular vision and deliver upon that right like when Hades 2 comes out we're still going to look at Supergiant as an independent developer and an independent team even though they're making something that is probably going to be triple a right it's probably like just because the <clears throat> art style and kind of game is going to be a specific thing i don't think it's going to take away hades 2 from being something that's like super high budget and also like going to deliver on this worldwide scale because everybody's like, knows haiti and loves haiti hades right like i would i would put them in similar camps
2: i would love to see w- if that happens what the like if Baldur's gates budget totals or is more than all the other games combined in the category sure that's like a very likelihood because i've heard that baldur's gate three is like a very expensive game (laughs) over the last like six years going around
0: the table what do we think the likelihood is of Baldur's gate three being nominated this year for best indie at the game awards i would say that
2: jeff would look at that and be like okay but no we can't have that there like that's a game of the year Massive type title Like I, I see it more As like a Yeah but spirit Of the game type shit We shouldn't put it In there against
1: But I, I, but I, I don't think this will get involved like I think that. the spirit Of the way that, it, that It's written Means that Baldur's Gate Gets in Like Baldur's Gate needs to qualify
2: but, uh, but I also think That whatever that Definition is Has been very loose For the last Several years
4: But we also have to Think about like You know we have to Think about this And similar to how People write into Fe- uh, Feudy Like how many people Are actually going to Instinctually want to put Baldur's Gate 3 as an independent or an indie game, right? That's my
3: thought too. I I I think neither Dave the Diver nor Baldur's Gate 3 will be nominated for best indie game. I think that Dave the Diver doesn't fall under the traditional uh, definition, and I think Baldur's Gate 3. While independent, in the same way Insomniac was independent before PlayStation bought them, I don't think it's looked at that way. I think this is the place to put in the way smaller
0: games. I, I, I think Dave the Diver makes it, and I don't think Baldur's Gate does.
1: I think Baldur's Gate makes it because the developer, or well, at least one of the people high up at at um, uh, the the studio out their shot, right? They were I I believe like he did quote tweet the game awards and was like, hey it's a reminder, like that is, Baldur's game is, is indie. I think because he did that, I think they get in. Um I think Dave the Diver gets in because people don't realize that mint Rock Rocket is owned See, by here's Nexon. my thing is I think that with David the diver, I think you I you, you said I
3: don't think Jeff gets would get that involved. I think Jeff would on that front, hmm. where he would look at this and go, this isn't an independent
0: game. Oh, this is gonna be so! Yeah. I can't wait to see these nominations. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's. Know, I've a, gone from being excited for Game of the Year to this category now to see. Yeah, yeah I'm very curious about this category. <laughs> What's going on there? Is there any other category that's like gonna be all spicy of or, or interesting? I think like, all of them, right? Game of the Year for sure, because it's oh, it's a foregone conclusion.
3: Zelda win or Baldur's Gate? Well, blah blah, blah. but it's also like as we've t- gone right, what will fill the slots? It yes. is like that we've had. I think more. Game of the Year nominees, then we have spots. I think there's that many great games this year. So what is actually going to fill it out? Us
0: being as close as we are to the nominees coming out. like They just announced today that Monday, Monday right? They're yeah, going to yeah. announce these things. Do we think there's a chance he raises it from six to eight or ten uh, nominations? Because I didn't. But then seeing him t- tweet recently and seeing like some of the things he's interacted with, I'm like, oh shit, he might actually do it. And I don't think I that he needs not, man. to. And I don't think, yeah, yeah. Like I, I hope like, he doesn't. I
1: like the idea of like fight, was, baby. Yeah, people getting mad, it's right? The point. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's it's been six slots for a while. I know it was five slots at one point, right? But like now the standard is six, just because we have we have multiple games that can qualify. I think that just makes it more competitive. And I think having it more competitive just makes it more interesting, right? So I like, I'd rather have like it narrowed down and us have to argue between six games than it be like, all right, ten games and it's the ten games are new. We're going to make it now. We have to like talk about Zelda versus Baldur's Gate and how that be the thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I saw it. I think it was Janet and you I think going back and forth on, on yeah. Twitter talking about how it's like how it's funny that it, no matter how big this year is and amazing it is with so many games, it still does come down to two. <laughs> like yeah. it's just like last year's Elden Ring got award. This year it's Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom and uh Baldur's Gate and then it's like yeah, then there's amazing high quality shit surrounding it. Yeah, but, Like I I've seen some people saying that like I think Paris was saying that he thinks Alan Wake 2 is going to win. Game of the year. I would be I would be shocked. shocked. Now that i finished Allen Way
1: two. Like Allen Way two, so like I think I forget where I was when I last gave my uh, my previous update on Allen way Two. But you know, I've been talking about how much I, I I'm I've adored that game as I've been playing through it. Now that I finished it, I am pretty shocked by how much I was let down in like the last fourth of the game. And not in a way where it's like, all oh, the game's bad now. Like I don't feel yeah, that way, yeah. right? Like I for me if it's <laughs> If I was to put a score on it, I think I, now I would come down to like a four out of five in terms of how I feel about it overall. Um, that game gets to a place where like I'm pretty surprised by how how many answers we don't get, and surprise might be the wrong word because because I, I know that's part of like the whole remedy connected universe thing of, oh man, there's so many, there's so much weird shit going on. Like, oh, oh man, oh man, <laughs> like the whole point of the the FBC, the Federal Bureau of Control, is that like there's there's a lot of a lot of supernatural stuff like we're trying to get the answers right and like i think in order to keep this universe interesting they have to like you know keep those questions out there but i would like when i put down the controller and when credits rolled and finished all that i was like wow i feel so unsatisfied <laughs> with like the answers that i didn't really get. End.
3: Or, i'm sorry it came together really quick i felt that yeah end,
1: right i was surprised by how how, how quickly it, it felt like it ended toward um toward the end there uh i think that plus like gameplay wise leading up or leading through the game right like I always felt like the gameplay was a bit more on the, like, the basic side of Survival Horde. I thought that was fine because the narrative was carrying it through. Yeah. But as I started to get to the end, I was also surprised by like, I think because I, the narrative started losing me a bit, I then started to feel my gameplay qualms a bit more. And gotcha. then like, I would say in the last couple of hours, I was like, all right, like when are we going to get through this thing? Which again, surprised me. Still a great game, right? Still one that I think is up there when we're talking about the top 10 games of the year. Um, but now that I finished it, I don't think it has, a, I don't think it can touch... Baldur's Gate or Zelda. Like, I think it's in that tier right below, right? I think it's there with the, the um, Spider-Mans, the Armored Cores, like, whatever other... Pretty much every other great game yeah, this year. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um But, yeah, I still think it's a two-game two, two game race.
2: I, I'm looking... I'm waiting for a PC mod to add, a, like, a radar. Because, <laughs> man, I'm always bringing up that map, and I don't want to keep on bringing up the map because I don't want to break up the experience in that way, but I'm You're getting lost a lot, oh and... Man. And it it just feels like um, there was a f- I'm sorry. It just feels like a decision that was made to for the betterment of the art, and I it's not necessarily for the betterment of like gameplay. I think.
3: Yeah, there's a, there was a few times there in Alan Wake sections where I was so turned around I was like I'm turning it off. I'm too tired. Yeah. I can't even figure out what, uh, where which way. I I've gone up a ladder and I've come over here and I keep finding shit, but I know I'm not I'm missing something. And then it'd be this classic video game thing of turning on like oh I go through that door and that thing happens
1: over there. Okay. Yeah. Also, people are yeah. saying that uh, Paris said it was his game of the year, personally. I, he and did. Paris that- says everything's his game uh, of no, the year. I just
0: want, just want to be clear. The Game Awards tweeted, if I had to vote today, my pay for a game of the year is blank. And he quote tweets it and says, Alan Wake 2 is the 2023 game of the year.
1: Oh, okay. There yeah. you go. In that, in that case, I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I, I'll tell you what, I get
2: real. I, I just wish the, well, I, I don't want to ask this question, but I kind of do for spoilers. Does the does the flashlight, like, if, do you eventually get an upgrade where it just kind of charges by itself every once in a while? No. Because, man, that I, I, stinks whenever you're out of just batteries yeah, and really charge, really and you're really just really. like, I don't, I don't, do I, like, what the fuck do I do? I can't do anything to you, evil shadow men. Shadow man. Where are the shadow women, by the way? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm with you.
4: Where are they? Equality, dude. <laughs>
0: yeah. I didn't even think about that. Oh, my God. Let us know in the comments below what Where you think. Where are the think, shadow women? Man. If you think God. that Jeff's going to add more than six oh. game of the year nominees. By the way, Tim. Yeah. I played Spin Rhythm XD.
1: <laughs> <And> <laughs> that game's great. It's awesome. It's great. That's right? all yeah. you play?
0: Spin Rhythm XD uh-huh. rhythm game. So damn cool. Check it out if you all into rhythm games. I heard really Spinner damn Spinner cool. the Mexican. Me too. Like, what? <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this <laughs> racist ass game? Let <laughs> us know what you think the definition of Indian independent is in the comments. Oh, below. the comments
3: are going to be interesting. Oh, they're definitely
0: going to be interesting. I won't be looking at them. Full of misinformation. I you love heard it first. Tweet them. Uh, but until next time. i you Goodbye. Bye, everybody.